0: Can I say this? The podcast by the Dundee Students Free Speech Society Hello, sorry to drop on you like this again, but at the beginning of the event with Connor, I, my Wi-Fi wasn't brilliant, so I made a a great introduction, but no one could, could hear it. So I had to cut that bit out. And I just start in the middle of the sentence where I'm saying, anyway, um, did you hear the part about dissecting corpses? So, yeah, just to, just wanted to warn you about this. That's why it starts a bit weird. Anyway, here you go. Anyway, so, uh, did you hear the part where I just dissed you for, for dissecting corpses? Um, I, well, I heard, I heard okay. half of it. So I heard the dissect corpse part, but I didn't hear about the dissing. I'd like to hear more about that. <laughs> no, I just said that you, uh, we've had classes together for uh, We had classes together for two years. It was great. Yeah. Honestly, I think the first two years of uni are great just to meet people and everything. Absolutely, anyway.
1: because the workload increases when you get to yeah, the so yeah. Those first two years, if you want to do stuff, like extra stuff, get do it in the first True. two if there's anyone in first or second you're listening. But you've got to do yeah. it then. The third year, the workload goes crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, but now Connor, uh decided to uh, diverge into dissecting corpses, uh, which is fine, I guess. Just a little psychopathic, but it's fine. Um, and besides dissecting corpses, he also is the president of the Comedy Society and the, an amateur comedian, uh, yeah. which is great. I've seen... Uh, I, I actually follow your page, uh, Connor Philip Comedian. Uh, Thank <laughs> he, you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, and we we're here today to talk to him about free speech in comedy, which I think comedy is one of the the, the necessary places that the places in which it is most necessary to have um, to have free speech, because comedians and artists in general have a function uh, that's very important in society of testing the limits of our beliefs of testing the limits of our. Ethic system uh, and moral system. Uh, and I think it's necessary to, to keep testing them in order to progress as a society. And that's why we don't think that slavery is okay anymore because we kept testing our, our limits. Uh, and I think comedians and artists in general are very, very responsible for that. And they pose very important questions. Um, and given this important role and also the visibility and credibility that comedians and artists in general have, Um, certain questions arise uh, from from the audience. Uh, For example, is it necessary to punch up? Because some comedians will say that for a joke to be good, it needs to target someone more powerful than you. Some will say that that's not strictly necessary. Um, Should we joke about minorities? Ricky Gervais is famous for joking about minorities. His fat jokes are very well known. uh, And some some people oppose, oppose them very strongly. But he says he doesn't really mean offense to those people and he's just joking about the issue because it's an an issue that's that needs to be considered and thought about and that's what he's trying to do Um, and finally if a comedian says a joke that's too offensive should they be cancelled and you know it's it's with cancel culture and everything i I think it's a very uh, a very important question to ask ourselves Um, and loads of questions like these are asked by people uh, who watch comedy uh it's very difficult to reach a consensus we're not really aiming today to reach a consensus uh but just to try and explore oh i, I died oh yeah struck <laughs> <by> lightning <laughs> beautiful beautiful right uh but yeah i was saying i'll just continue uh, i was saying that uh you know those questions arise we're not really trying to reach a consensus we're just trying to explore our opinions and understand what it is that we believe in um and i think that by talking to other people with opposing views we and and looking at them with with um credibility and trusting them and trusting that, that their opinion is, is valuable we naturally uh, evolve and our opinions evolve as well. And I think it's really important. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and today with me, you've seen Kat is is here to talk to Connor as well, to join the discussion. Uh, I'd also like to say that if anyone in the audience, which at the moment is just Booth, I assume that this is David Booth. Uh, we all know David Booth uh, <laughs> gladly. Uh, so uh, Dr. Booth, if you feel like joining the conversation, just say something in the chat and we'll add you as a panelist um <laughs> uh-huh. you've just offered uh-huh. like immense power to... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're live streaming it to youtube so i'm thinking that some people will just be watching the youtube and they'll just watch the podcast yeah like so that's, that's possible that's possible exactly and it's possible in and like on thing. a lot of platforms so the, imagine yeah. there could be one person on every
1: platform exactly you could have an audience of uh, 200
0: Ex- ex- we do we do have an audience of oh, there. Yeah. You are. that's I'm a
2: back. lot of platforms yeah <laughs> <laughs> l- no wonder your internet's a bit patchy it's streaming it to just everywhere yeah
0: exactly
1: exactly so
0: so dr booth if you feeling like joining if you feel like joining the discussion just tell <laughs> us on the chat and we'll add you as a panelist because <laughs> it should be a lot of fun um also it's we're live streaming to youtube and we're going to post it on 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 our podcasts. So, uh, you know, your identity will never be secret again. You know? Oh, well, uh, I, I'm willing to take that risk. <laughs> I'll be looking back on this in, uh, in 30 years and be like, whoa, whoa you know. <laughs> I've um, gone downhill. Before we go any further, did anyone see the thing about Bruce Morgan? And uh, so basically yesterday he said that he didn't believe anything of what Meghan Markle was saying about uh, the royal family and everything. And the Ofcom received, I think, about 40,000 complaints about he saying that. <laughs> and now he's, uh, he's stepped down as a presenter of Good Morning Britain. And I think that's, that just shows how the whole cancel culture thing is really, really happening. Some people will say, will say that it isn't. But the fact that he felt the need to step down as presenter of Good Morning Britain, after five years of presenting, just for saying that he didn't believe in something, for a personal belief, I think that really tells that the situation isn't ideal and that we need to think about these issues. Uh, But anyway, first question I wanted to ask you, Connor, is, is it necessary for a comedian to punch up? Oh, oh, well, let's see. Let's see. I mean, punch
1: up, you know, you you know all the terms. Punch up, that is a term that I've heard used it. You know more comedy terms than I do. I'll <laughs> tell you what. Um, but yeah, I, I've heard that term. And when I was, uh, you know, doing doing the online performance, I did hear people saying that, and a lot of people will tell you, they will tell you, punch up, that's the way to do it. Um, and of course, y- you explained it perfectly. It's to to go and, and do the comedy directed towards someone who's um, apparently got more power than you've got, as opposed to punching down, which is which is, um, you know, almost attacking someone um, who is, you know, is, is, the, is the opposite of it. But, I mean, my type of comedy, I find that there are so many different types of comedians out there. And, and each one of them, as you say, it's art. And they're finding their own voice. And I love that. My kind of comedy, I don't know if you've, you've seen it much, but, I mean, my, mine is just that. And the thing that I do, there is only one person that I really attack in my comedy, and it's myself.
0: So I, yeah. so I
1: don't punch up, I don't punch down. I, I punch myself. And I think it's <laughs> always the best. I think it's um, there's there's a lot to be said for for self-deprecating humor, the sort of ones well, you meant to go on and you just talk about daft things. And I suppose when I go and tell my jokes, you know, I like to think that I play a character, but really it, it is it's just me. It is just me, and it's this this person that's um that almost it's like Walter Mitty I and mean, you're living in, your, in a world of your own and you, you don't understand basic concepts and, and you just, you know, you, you see the world as a harmless, cuddly thing and uh, the world bites you. And uh, it's, I, I love it. I love it. You know, it's, um, but I, I, that's the thing. I always think that um, comedy should provoke. It definitely should. As you said, you know, it's, it's, um, it should, uh, it should make people think and it should always leave them different than when it found them.
0: Um, but, do you, but- do, you, do you set your limits to punching down because people like Ricky Gervais do punch down and they do think that it's absolutely fine because you know if you set the limits uh, in punching down that means that there's a certain part of society and, and of, of, of morals that you can't really contest and you know what I think is that when you start imposing limits, when you start saying, "Oh, this thing cannot be content. This is this is absolute. This cannot be joked about," I think that we sort of enter a precedent where it's it's dangerous because then it can be used against us and to you know impose sort of more extremist uh, agendas such as fascist or you know that sort of thing. So, do you see any any credibility in that in that idea well you're right there is
1: potential for 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 a bit of danger there because it's um where where do you where do you stop because if you are yes where well, you're making that distinction between what what you can make a joke about and what you can't make a joke about some would say that um really the, the way that we should do it is either we can make a joke about everything or we can make a joke about nothing but we shouldn't have this this uh double uh, standard where 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 some uh, some things are off off topic and then it's just never acknowledged it is a, but it's a tough one it is a tough one and personally I'm not really a fan of punching down I like humor that's clever and um, you know there is sometimes like sort of nasty humor and um, and some of it I really enjoy but as I said my favorite type of humor is the the self-deprecating one when I see characters that' only just go and make fun of themselves I think that's the best one and also I think it's harmless because you you know you won't get in trouble for making fun of yourself, right? You've only got yourself that can that can come back to that. But um the punching down, it's a tough one, uh I'm I, I really like Ricky Gervais. I really do. I does he's honestly. I think who he's doesn't? so funny. Yeah. I, I just if for nothing else, it's just the laugh. Which, you know, <laughs> I mean I, I, I want the laugh. But it's not, um it's, um but he's he's like he's one of my favorite he is probably one of my favorite comedians. And what I love is that he's um He's got, he's got like, a, like a friend, right? There's this guy, and he's not quite a comedian. He's not a comedian, this guy, but he's the funniest person I know, right? His name's Carl Filkington, right? And what this guy what this guy's about, basically, Ricky Gervais, he had this sort of radio show. He had this radio yeah. show. And um, this, there was this guy who was the producer of the radio show, just pressing the buttons, not on the radio. But then he'd always come up with these, like, these comments that were quite funny. He just had a unique view of the world. And um, then he thought, well, I'm going to bring you on my radio show. We have a few things. And before you know it, he's given this guy his own TV program called An <laughs> Idiot Abroad, where he's traveling around the world looking at all the wonders and a bucket list. And now, now Carl has gone on to have a couple of series of his own. And, um, but it's, and, I th- and he never wanted to be a comedian. He never wanted to star the more fame. And that's why Ricky yeah. did it, the uh, uh, the, the But he had, he had great views of the world. And it would just be like really, really like random sayings. Like he would say, "Oh, you know, if it was your last day on earth, what would you want to do?" And he said, "Well, I want to, I, I want to, I want to kick a duck." And he's like, well, "What?" what? <laughs> it's so random. It's so, and I like that. It's um, it's almost like because he has some really intelligent thoughts and stuff, but also at the same time, it's it's almost like the brain of a ten-year-old, but in a good way. That you we you know, I think it's good to sometimes cling on to that. That that childhood simplicity, because I wonder how often the uh, the world is changing and how much I'm changing and how much those <laughs> two feel together. I don't know how different I am to uh, when I was ten. I'll be honest, probably not much, probably not much. <laughs> but it's 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 worth considering. But he's he's my all time favorite funny guy, Carl Philkinson. And what does he make jokes about? We'll just um, I'm kind of wonder what he'll make jokes about. But often he'll be he won't make joke. He'll just make jokes about himself. But there never are jokes. You just talk about it. And that's the thing about comedy. I think this is that you know, you get you get actors, right? And, and an actor is someone who is going onto a stage or a screen and they're playing someone who they're not. They're being someone else. Comedy's the opposite of that. Comedy, you should be going up there and be yourself. Was for the for the like, you know, for certain types of comedy, when you're going up there, standing up there, you're being yourself, you're open. And the funniest people I know, they're not comedians. I mean, sorry, some of my friends, people on the street, it's that everyday charm. And it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's like a sunset. You think, who made that? How did that get here? And you think, well, it's just natural. It just happens. And the best things in life are natural. And it just slips into place. I remember the first time I did comedy. Uh, this was live. This was with an audience. I only did it once. Because like yeah. a week later, we went into lockdown. Yeah, I really so in the best, I, best night of my life, man. Best night of my life. And I had all these jokes written down, and I was trying to study them, trying to remember them. And I just walked up there. I just said, you know, hello. Uh, and, and they started laughing. And I was lucky. <laughs> I had a lot of friends there. But they say that, like, um, you know, there's always those people that say, um, oh, I'm, I'm a funny man. Like, I, you know, when they say, oh, like, oh, you know, watch out for that guy. You know, he's like, he's the joker of the group. And, you know, I always think, well, you know, is he just called himself that? Is it someone that's yeah. just memorised lots of little short jokes and they're just thinking these are great? That's what you call a comic, not a comedian. A comic says funny <laughs> things, but a comedian says things funny. And there are certain people, certain comedians that could just walk on a stage and they would just say hello and they'd have thousands of people in stitches. And it's because they got that, that character and they do it. Um, one of my favorites, Rick Mayo, he's no longer with us. But I think he just he was he was a comedian from back. um he did, did a lot of great shows. Um yep. and it's just it's just, it's a like it's a character. And he's going up there. Uh and and he would just, just just be himself, I suppose. But uh and it's great. It's great. But I think the best um the the best yeah yeah i love that i was just i was just reading the comments with the comments yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is an odd phrase that is an odd phrase uh,
0: don't you think that by just focusing on yourself and
1: um <laughs> oh, wow it's uh... <laughs> a good question it's a good question
2: it's it bad that I am well, I reading to, um, this in Rick uh, Mail's voice right
1: now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those um some of my favorite comedies are with um Rick Mayo. Well he was in um he was in the young ones. I, love I was that. a that was a comedy in the eighties about um like a group of students. Well I mean a group of students, they never you never saw them studying. You never saw them studying. Right? I love it. Uh, I
2: was raised off it and um, it so actually shocked me the amount of people. Who, who've never heard of it and they have never seen yeah. it. And I think it, it, pulls it was my really because
1: before that, um, before, I think before, like comedies like the young ones, comedy was different. Comedy was maybe a bit more, I don't know, a bit more polite. But this comedy came along and it was a bit in your face, it was a bit rude. And um, <laughs> But it really sort of, the, the 80s, it was great for, for comedy. It really mm-hmm. put it in a new direction. And it said, like, we're here and we're here to be. Uh, provocative i suppose but i, I love yeah i love that bottom i quite like that one as well i that was that's a bit of slapstick uh it's I'm so deaf it's so deaf but that's that's a good one that i don't you know why they called it bottom they called it bottom because like um well it's meant to be about two guys that are you know at the bottom of the world they're at like the bottom of society also, <laughs> the show the show used to be called um your bottom it's in your bottom so people would say hey um have you seen did, did you see your bottom last night you know did you I was literally I was what I was watching your bottom you know that like I mean like the show um, yeah. and then eventually <laughs> just shortened it the bottom you know that was just a little joke for themselves but yeah it's uh and I know I think I know what your, your next question was going to be as you know as a comedian should you just be focusing on yourself because there's a whole world out there that you got to uh,
0: explore no it was, was more more uh Like, don't you think because you know, I made the the fancy introduction about how comedy serves a a role of of social criticism and and everything, um, everything of the like. Don't you think that by solely focusing on yourself and and making more innocent, more sensitive comedy, that you're sort of denying that role of comedy of of pushing the limits of society? Because I think that's the you know when someone like uh, Ricky Faze jokes about the way we treat women you know he he will sound like a sexist but you know intelligent people will understand that he's just uh, focusing our attention on that specific issue and I think that by joking with that he will make us think oh actually maybe the way we do that is wrong so I think that that's why we need offensive comedy just to keep pushing us forwards, you know. Yeah, well, that's that's the key thing. Comedy
1: should always push you forward, and not not backwards, or not leave you where you are, staying still. And and you're right, because uh, you can you meant to, It should make you think something when you get a bit of comedy. It should make you think, and it should make you go, ah, well. Um, when you when you leave the the performance, you're thinking, oh, he said something there, uh, yeah. and that made me really think. And now I've got different beliefs. now I think differently. I suppose I've not been doing it for very long I'm a bit I'm, I'm a bit lazy and I'm a bit scared <laughs> and it's both of them and that's why my humor is quite innocent at the moment, or at least you know forever is vulgar it's, a, it's an attack on me and I suppose it's because uh, it's because I, just, I don't feel ready yet maybe give me a few years I'll be up there. I'll be up there making all those uh, provocations. But it's um it is important. It is important. What is also important is that I would never um I'd never tell a comedian like that to, to stop doing what they're doing because we need that, you know, and that's this that that's what it's all about. It pushes us forward. It pushes us forward. Uh but what we need I think it's good to have lots of different comedians. You know, with different they have different the approaches. You know, so I can bounce. Imagine if I was up there and I was making only jokes about myself and it was quite it was was almost sort of fenced in jokes and it was just t- talking about me and stuff like that. But then we bring on Ricky Gervais and it's a, it's a big contrast and yeah. it makes everything he says amplified because, like, oh, wow, <laughs> I mean, we just had someone on before and we got none of that. And then it's good it's good to have um, those two extremes, I suppose. So maybe, you know, I just need to, instead of changing my style, I just need to hang out with people with a very different style and they'll, yeah. they'll compliment me perfectly. But, I d- you know... It is important because we need, we need everything. We need everything. And it is, it's a, it's a social commentary. It's a form of entertainment. It's an art form. It needs to make people think it needs to open their minds, uh, and it needs to move us forward because they, um, it's all about pushing at those boundaries, finding out what the boundaries are and then giving them a little nudge. You don't want to smash them and just go charging through. It's too fast. You just give a little nudge. And gently, it grows. And, and the, the, the mindset of the, the people viewing it, it changes and they develop and they're learning. And it's because you, you're treating them as grown-ups. You know, they're ready for, uh, for that intellectual challenge, that debate, I suppose. They're ready to open their mind. And that's true. I think it's, um, always have an open mind. Always have an open mind for, uh, for anything, if you... Yeah, you feel like you disagree with uh, with an opinion, or you're on one side of an argument. Try and try and explore the other side of an argument. That's always important because uh, it will help you understand the bigger picture. You always want the full picture, not just one side.
2: So, um, a bit of a random one, but just everything you were saying about comedy got me thinking. In recent years, we've seen quite a large, well, I'd say a backlash. Against what I would term sort of typical British comedy, so things like um, Little Britain, for example, being slated as being offensive, um, its portrayal of trans people as offensive, or um, things like League of Gentlemen being inappropriate, or um, the IT crowd getting slated for being offensive as well. So what, how? how what do you think about this and do you have any ideas as to how you'd go about challenging that because for me and many other people british comedy it's it's not an offensive thing it's 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 quite it sort of brings in a lot of historical and sociological aspects of living in the uk that perhaps people like other countries may not quite understand the experiences of so How would you deal with people saying that that sort of comedy is offensive?
1: Oh, well, firstly, that's a great question. Firstly, I'd thank them for asking (laughs) such a provocative question. You know, you've got to be polite, get them on your side, right? uh, But then, you're right though, and you've listed a few of my favourites, some comedies I really, really like. You know, there's some some ones I, I really enjoy there. And I think with history, because, you know, there's some brilliant comedies there that do go down in history. You can't destroy history. But you can learn from it. And I wonder what, um, what kind of comedies are going to be made in 10 years' time and stuff like that. And I know it will be different, and there will be different um, things that are said, perhaps different jokes. Um, but you never know. There might be something that that we really like in there i found out recently that um you know dr seuss does like the kids and <laughs> yeah. that right? but he's, he was like my hero still is really i mean i just like love those books and when i was growing up it was everything i, I thought they were so great and recently i found out there's, there's some of the books that were uh, they had like sort of uh you know slightly racist uh tones in them you know yeah. and and a few of them got taken away and at first i was thinking oh hang on Whoa, you know, this is um, oh, this is, oh, I don't know what to make of this because I really like this author, but here he is ma- making these comments. But um, there are still some of those books that, you know, there's only a few of the books where those comments were in there. Yeah. And there's a lot of the classic. Luckily, a lot of the classic ones, like the most well-known ones, there's really, I don't think there's anything of, of offense as far as more in like the Lorax and the Grinch, and stuff like that. Green Eggs and Ham. That's that's my favorite one. You know. so my dad
2: read that to me as kids, quite a lot. He used to read me all of them. Got all the big anthology books with all the pictures. And, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, I was thinking, wow well, well, are the next, um, are the next generation of children gonna be, um, are they gonna be reading Dr. Seuss? Are they gonna be? good? If they're not, oh, I think that's a shame because I think he, he's mm.
2: such
1: a good, such a good author. I have some uh, really thoughtful messages behind the stories. Uh, Lorax is like saying, look after trees. Green Eyes yeah. is like saying, try, try new <laughs> things. Thanks. I'm thinking that, um, that you know, in, in that future generation, there's going to be new authors. There's going to be new authors. And hopefully, there, you know, there's always going to be someone that hopefully catches your interest. And if not, then become a creator yourself made that content never feel like you're fenced in you know you can always keep making stuff and i imagine we're having this discussion now and it's um you know every every week like the situation you know there's always something new to talk about right there's always something new to talk about but i imagine when dr seuss was writing his books there was maybe similar discussions about what you you can and can't say and it would have been a different discussion yeah there would have been stuff and maybe dr seuss was like ah you know what do you think of that book I was reading when I was a kid? <laughs> no was reading that book now, yeah. and perhaps there was a there was like a book on slavery or something. I'm not sure, but there could have been something that, about stuff that we would just yeah. we would we would not like. And then he thought, well, whoa. you know, oh, you know, he might have been saying, oh, you know, we're not allowed to say anything now. And then he's writing his own books and he's saying it's great. What I mean is the discussion we're having. I think there would have been maybe a similar discussion being had in previous generations and what Mm -hmm. happens is they made stuff they made content and they they uh, they made art that makes us look back fondly on it in years to come and what i mean is there are these discussions are happening now but in 50 years time people are going to look back on what people like us did and they're going to say oh i enjoyed that and there's going to be there is going to be something there there is going to be something there but it is you can't you can't destroy yeah history,
0: but you can learn from it. You can. I, th- learn I from think it. I think that's a very important point because when you look back on things that were made in the past, you you can't just ignore the contest the context in which they were made, because you know, fifty years in the past, you uh, uh, you know some someone that, for example, didn't accept a marriage between. Uh, you know, gay people, uh, but was a a strong advocate of of black people's rights. They were still very forward for their their time. And we can't just focus on the specific issue with the gay marriage, because those were different times where these things were not uh, uh, as they are today. And I think that judging someone from the past with the lens of today's morals and moral environment is just a mistake because times were just different. And I think that's, you know, the other day, uh, I had a lecture with um, about um, using mice in in neuroscience research and doing tests on them. And some of those tests are, you know, kind of cruel, but, and and I asked my lecture, do you think that, you know, in 500 times people will look back on us and on our testing uh, in mice, uh, the same way we look back on, on slavery? you know because things are always changing and we can't really predict how the moral compass of society will change with time so we really must be aware of time time is so important and context yeah well said well said i think that you got it spot on <laughs> thank you and uh um going back a bit i think that you said a great thing which is we really need the uh, variety. We need different stuff. We need to, to be subjected to different opinions and everything. Uh, and that's something I think applies not only to comedy, but to life in general. Mm-hmm. When, when I hear someone with a different opinion to mine, I, I'm just curious to try and understand why they think the way they think. And I think most people nowadays, their reaction is immediately just send hate because they think in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think your point was just perfect about having to experience different people. Does it also not cross,
2: oh, does it also not cross into humor as well? The fact where you were describing how people who are unwilling to hear other points of view. I've found it's the same for certain things like humor. Like I use humor to deal with stressful or difficult things as many 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 people do (laughs) and I've got to say well if I'm making some joke about something um, that is just a way for me to cope with something terrible and someone else is like that's offensive I don't agree that's not funny you shouldn't say that it's it's very similar to the whole your opinion is wrong like your opinion is wrong but yeah as, as we've got in the chat, gallows humour is the ultimate stress relief. And I 100%, 100% um, yeah, I agree like that. with that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because that is honestly how I got through my first degree. And <laughs> it's why I'm still here now, is because me and my pals were able to just make humour out of stressful situations. But a major problem we have today is people will be like, you can't joke about that. The yeah. same way it'll be, but you can't think that way because if you think that way then you're xyz you're yeah. unacceptable you're you're a bigot you're this you're that how can you think that that must mean you're this that and the other yeah. and it's like well no because the human experience is quite yeah. a bit more varied and colorful and Interesting than it just being a case of black and white. I don't believe yeah. it's ever a case of black and white. There's all these multitudes of different people, all across every walk of life. So yeah,
0: yeah. yeah <laughs> I, think, do you, I like do you, that. Go go on, Karen.
1: Sorry. well you know, you're right. And the, um, I think people are, when they have an opinion, they want to be with people who have that same opinion. Yeah. And if someone has got a different opinion. Then they don't they don't do what you do, Andre, which is the right thing to do, which is say, "Oh, oh thank you." I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious about this. I'm going to see their sides of the argument, and I get yep. the bigger picture. I'm going to grow as an individual. I'm going to learn more about the subject that way. One thing that's a problem is if you if you sort of go in on um, on Facebook and if you like something, whatever it is—a page or a post or whatever—there's all these algorithms in there, and they sort of go like, "They yeah. go, okay." So Connor likes this. We are going to now show him content that is similar to this. And then mm. what happens is you are getting content based on your beliefs and your views. And you're looking at stuff that confirms your beliefs yep. and you're sort of getting into this echo chamber exactly. where everything mm. you hear supports you and you're never mm. challenged and you're never uh, encouraged to, to try, to try uh, yeah. new things. Maybe, um, you know, I'm a, uh, like, uh I don't know. There's um like, there's not much broccoli on my Facebook feed, right? <laughs> so I don't eat many vegetables, but maybe, maybe I should give them a try. But will I ever give them a try? Because on my yeah. Facebook, it just says have a burger, and then I keep going with that. And it's, you know, that's just a small example. But you know, and and that's that's what I think social media is great for communication and stuff. And look, we're we're streaming on every platform right now, and that's great. But yeah. Um, that that is something that I think is a, a problem. People are uh, it it doesn't it doesn't encourage us to be open minded. Yeah. It's saying here's your thoughts, and it's uh you know you just yeah. you're you're not you're not being provoked. You're not wanting mm. to have new new stuff. It's like um because because if I you know if I was um like went went to a buffet or something, I could just eat chicken nuggets and nothing but chicken nuggets, right? But then like my mum my mum, right, who's a doctor, she always says to me, she says, Connor, your dinner plate should look like a rainbow. It should have all these yeah. different colours on it. You should have a variety. And variety is the, the spice of life. If you watch uh, South Park, I really enjoy South Park. The thing is, you know, um, the, like one of, the, probably the most iconic characters, Cartman, who is just, he's just horrible, you know, he says oh, outrageous <laughs> things. The thing is, it's great, because the other characters bounce off him. If South Park just had... Um, every character as butters if you don't know butters is like the really nice kid in the show yeah. and um, everybody and he, picks on him even his yeah, own parents he's so polite, he's so polite. Yeah. i know even his grounded. own parents hate him <laughs> yeah he gets grounded in every episode it's so tragic like they say if every character was butters it wouldn't be fun yeah. you need variety you need the yin and the yang you need two sides to every argument and you want to that then you get perspective, yeah. and uh, you know perspective
0: is everything. Perspective is power. But mm-hmm. but as you say, the, the issue nowadays is that social media itself will only uh, will only give you a, a certain perspective, only one perspective, and you need to go out of your way to you know experience other people's, and that's you know that's why every once in a while I I go on YouTube and look up Ben Shapiro. Uh, it annoys me like, like hell. Like I, I feel physical pain uh, while watching Ben <laughs> Shapiro. But every once yeah. in a while, there's a moment where I go, wait, no, he, he's got a point here. Uh, and it's those moments that are the cause, uh, are why I do that. Because I want to challenge my views and to experience an exactly analysis, that. to not yeah. be stuck in an echo chamber.
2: Reinforcing what you know, because I yeah. like to do that as well. I'm quite terrible for it, actually. I will just go into debate groups on Facebook, and it's interesting watching two different sides to an issue. So, for example, I'm just going to take vaccines and anti-vaccines, because it's, it's one of the really big pertinent ones right now. And it's getting to see how people who have different opinions and how they will find anything that will support them. And sometimes you can actively see them disregarding um, their own knowledge of what constitutes evidence or a good source or whatever, because they want to be fixed on their opinion. And it's quite fascinating watching how people argue with each other um, it's not when it becomes uncivil and you get name-calling, it's more interesting when it's an actual discussion and it's like yeah. oh but this is what this says and I've got a source for this. I liked that because I actually ended up reading so many different studies that the anti-vaccine side was giving and I was reading them and going well this, this, doesn't, this doesn't hold up, this seems like rubbish and then And I've done that with other areas as well. And I think it's very important that you're able to challenge yourself. And with things like humor, it's important that instead of getting offended because someone said a joke that you didn't find funny, it's like, first of all, everybody has a different sense of humor, but second of all, can you not see further behind why that joke has been said? Like, it could be a personal experience that that person is going through and they need to joke about it. To get through it. Or it could be the fact that, for example, with South Park, they use Cartman as a way to say, this is an example of a person you shouldn't be. <laughs> so we are going to mock him constantly. Like the fact that there's an episode where he cooks some kid's parents into a chili. Like, that is, <laughs> that that's, is, that's taking him. Yeah. It's, it's, that's taking it to the absolute nth degree yeah. of this is a bad <laughs> kid. Yeah. And it's satirizing the whole idea of a, of a school of school kids just being idiots and being kids. And it's like the whole point of it is, look, he's wrong. Look at all these problems that are happening. Like I, I well, so then, yeah,
1: it's the best. For me, South Park is something that was it was good <laughs> back then, it is good now, and I think it's gonna be good for many years to come. And it's something that whenever I watch it, I always I always get a, a feeling of of, uh, of comfort, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I always enjoy watching and I always make every episode makes me, it opens my mind. Always, mm. uh, you know, every, at the end of every episode, one of the kids says, Oh, I learned something today. Well, I do, <laughs> I do feel that way at the end of it. I do feel like I've learned something and it's, they, they always find a way to be interesting, uh, but without really, you know, changing their, their, like their foundations, they're always, yeah. they're always true to them, themselves. That's, Oh, I love it! I is yeah, yeah.
0: It's, you it's know, always it's like, I
2: learned something, yeah. unless it's the no, we didn't, dude. No, we didn't. Uh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. But but I think that's that raises an issue because you know, I think that people that want to you know ban these insensitive episodes that might be offensive, uh, and and the, with jokes, it's the same thing. I think that the people that want to ban them think that. The audience is stupid and won't understand what irony is, what exactly. sarcasm is. And they mm-hmm. they, they try and, and stop that at the origin so that these stupid people don't think that it's real and then, you know, actually do these things. <laughs> uh, to be
2: honest, can you blame them? Because, I mean, recently... South Park, everything that's been happening in South Park just seems to be happening in reality. Like several years ago, there was an episode where Randy Marsh is pulling down all these statues all across the USA because they're offensive and racist. And the whole point of it was, Stan's following him, him around going, no don't, oh God, this is so embarrassing and bad. And then last summer, lo and behold, they put on the TV and it's, people are tearing down statues everywhere. And I'm just sitting there thinking like South Park isn't an instruction manual as to how to live your life. (laughs) It's satirizing and humorizing the things
0: that are happening. But I don't think that people did that because of South Park. No, I I know.
2: It's just the fact that um, South Park uh, covered it as a case of one of these things where maybe you shouldn't be too harsh to try and cover up your history. South Park is like
0: the Simpsons. South Park is like the Simpsons but for sensitive issues <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're not afraid yeah. to cover anything really they will they will tackle any issue
0: yeah. essentially that's good I think that's perfect mostly mm-hmm. um, I had another question oh yeah do you think Connor that uh, this is one of the, the, the questions I mentioned at the beginning do you think that if a joke uh, if a comedian says a joke that's very offensive? They should be cancelled.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, that's a difficult question. Um, We're here to ask the difficult questions. Yeah, you are. Well, I'm really <laughs> glad about this because it's um, it's a good it's a good workout for my brain, and I do enjoy <laughs> it. And you know, I already feel like I'm learning. But oh, should they be cancelled? Uh, mm. I don't know. It, I think it depends on what this kind of joke is. If um, you know. What is, is it a good joke or is it just nasty? You know, you've got to be a bit clever when you're doing a joke. I like to, well, I like to think that it should, humour should have a bit of, a bit of wit with a bit of, you know, maybe a bit yeah. of sharpness to it. But if it's just pure nastiness, then, yeah, uh, and and that's all it is. It's just nastiness, then I, I suppose so. It's, well, you know, maybe you'd say, you know, I don't know who like the comedy authority is. Who,
0: does,
1: who, does, who does the I'm imagining this big overseer that waves their um, finger at them and says. This I, is the-
0: I imagine it's just the uh, the entertainment industry that sort of uh, will you know hire comedians based on you know, if they say offensive jokes or not. I suppose so. It's um, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't think they
1: they sh- they should be cancelled because yeah. it's um, if you cancel one person then where, where do you stop so exactly. you begin to say maybe, maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna cancel another person now because they said this and then you think oh well but but, but this person made that joke and you're not cancelling them so you're saying <laughs> you're saying it's okay to joke about that but it's not okay to joke about this uh and then then there's this big this big question about um uh, cancelling people and uh censorship is when you're saying it's it's not okay to joke about one thing, but it's okay to joke about another. Is that a, you know, I'm not a fan of that. There's some things, there's some humor that I don't enjoy. But what I do, is if I don't enjoy it, then, you know, I'll watch through it and hopefully try and think, okay, well, why do people enjoy this? I'll try and learn something here, try and open yeah. my mind. But then I think, yeah. if I watched it a few times and I don't enjoy it, I'll watch something else that I do enjoy. And then maybe I'll go back to it now and again if I want to, you know broaden my horizons but you find out your taste and if one person enjoys one thing and doesn't enjoy another thing then it doesn't mean that um i suppose everyone should have that there's a variety yeah. in all the the forms of comedy that you can get exposed to and there's variety in all the people that appreciate this comedy uh so what we should do is embrace variety otherwise we're just gonna end up like i was saying before with all of us eating chicken nuggets and, <laughs> and there's no vegetables it's, 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 it's the same thing it's the same thing if you just saw like a piece of broccoli and we said cancel cancel that broccoli are we going to do it no we should bring it in <laughs> and um because then when do you stop do you cancel carrots do you cancel celery no we'll, we'll bring them in bring them in yeah. uh, embrace everything have, have a taste of everything you know what i mean have a taste of everything um you know but like I, I had uh, I had a kebab last week, and I thought, eh, it was all right. But I prefer fish. But you've tried it. And that's what I mean. Have a have a taste. Have a taste, and um, uh, you know, uh, demand to be challenged. You know, to to be uh to be treated like like a a reasoning thinking individual. Uh, because that's you know, and and tell tell your friends to think the same, and don't let but don't let people take away your right to laugh or whatever you want.
0: That's up to you as an yeah. individual, as an individual. I think, I, I think that's a great note to end this on. It's uh it's, it's a great message, honestly. I'm, uh, I'm kind, of, kind of emotional because it's, it's absolutely true. You're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, I'd like to thank you, Connor, for, for, for coming on. It's been Uh, almost an hour of of absolute joy. Like very interesting discussion, genuinely. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm sure Kat enjoyed it as well. Um, And I I hope you did as well. Finally, someone else
2: who has seen... All of the same comedy <laughs> stuff that I have. Yeah. It is actually just frustrating when you like, for example, I've done the oh a local shop blah blah from League of Gentlemen, and yeah. literally nobody understands it, understand <laughs> they're they're like, yeah. about what you're talking about. And then I take it to my like my colleagues at work who are all like in their 40s and 50s and up, and they're all like, Hey, I loved that show. <laughs> How do you know about it? You're really young, and I'm like. Apparently, my my parents have just instilled a really good sense of being important to me. Like, it's very few people of our demographic seem to know. Yeah. So it's always refreshing to have someone else who's like, I know what that is.
0: Um. Yeah. So yeah, Conor, thank you very much for coming. Well, and thank you, thank you to both of you
1: as well. And I think just really, I want to say, um, keep up the great work. I think this is, um, this is a this is a great society. I love what you're doing. Thank promoting you. this idea of free speech and, I've, and i'm delighted that you asked me to appear oh. on this uh, but i think it's it's fantastic and it's, our it's been
0: it's been a fun discussion i've learned yeah. a lot from both of you and, and i know yeah i feel great i feel that, great that's our ultimate goal to just bring discussion about and sort of make people think mm-hmm. um oh, so thank you connor thank you very much uh, we'd also like to thank our audience the people that were here on YouTube or that will watch the live stream on YouTube uh, or the podcast uh, we're very thankful that you're doing so uh, finally just a couple of announcements next week is going to be an exciting one we're going to have Richard Dawkins on on uh, Tuesday we're going to have Cosmic Skeptic the YouTuber on Friday and it's going to be absolutely amazing really so we're excited really for excited for it yeah Um, Also, we had a a Just Giving uh, donation uh, set up. We raised uh, a lot of money. We're very thankful to everyone that donated. Uh, We're going to keep the page up for a few more days just to see if we can get anything else because turns out uh, webinars on Zoom are quite expensive. Uh, But anyway, so we have that um, still up. And just went on an interesting note. I would like to recommend this book uh, it's called Free Speech and White Matters by Andrew Doyle, which is a, a, who is a, an Irish comedian. Uh, it's a great book. I got it on Sunday, read it, um, finished it yesterday. And it's an absolute joy. It's a great uh, address of, of the, the worries that people that oppose free speech have. And it's just a, a great, great work of writing. And I'd just like to finish with a, with a quote from it. Um, which is the price we, we pay for a free society is that bad people will say bad things. We tolerate this not because we approve of the contents of their speech, but because once we have compromised on the principle of free speech, we clear the pathway for future tyranny. And I think this is the... The idea we have to have in our minds when we face people with different opinions. So on that note, thank you very much, Connor. Thank you very much to everyone who watched and have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Good night.
2: Bye.
1: And